Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. Wrong button. We gotta. Oh, we gotta change your. Oh, yep. Change your thing. No, no, no. It's live already. Just, just roll with it. Just, hold just, on. just fix it. Yeah. Because everyone's watching this now. Right. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. To the, mem- the members only when the stream deck isn't changed properly and it pulls up the wrong set of uh, video. Okay, good go. Uh, we can't switch it ba- the chat and everything. We gotta. Can we switch it back? Uh, profile wise, no. Not like this, my not steam, my my stream deck also didn't change either. Uh, I don't understand how that would have. What the hell, dude? Right. So let me just. Uh, th- oh, that's it. It didn't change. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why that why that did that. See, that's the correct thing. Oh, okay, great. Then I'll press. Oh, there we go. See, problem fixed. Surge introduced. Okay, so here's the story. Some 32 year old woman smoked pot, and then instantly just grabbed the knife and started screaming and just stabbed a guy a hunt. What is what? what did you, how many times? Like hundred times to death, and then started stabbing herself. And she said that after smoking weed, she thought she was dead and that the only way to come back to life was to murder the other guy. She got no jail time. That's Cannabis crazy. induced crazy. Si- induced psychosis. Yeah. You shouldn't get off for that. Like you chose no to get you chose to get super high. fucked yeah. up and then you killed somebody. Wow. That's crazy. I am I am no longer in favor of legalized marijuana. I'm actually not either, but I was never really in favor. Of well, question on not, this: Did they did they purchase this from a legalized place, or was this something on the street that was laced with something? Oh, she was smoking with her friend. But so yeah. uh, I want to clarify. I'm cl- I want to clarify. Curious. Yeah, I, I am still in favor of like heavily regulated circumstantial. I should probably clarify that. I I I, I, don't, I don't think you should go to jail for pot. I think it should be heavily heavily regulated because of that reason. I just think. We should have heavy weights on it to make it almost impossible to do. And I think you should go to jail for murder. Yeah, like regardless of what the the reason was. I agree that, yeah. with going to jail for murder, especially if you stab someone a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I think I went to jail for protesting. Mar- right? Mar- See, marijuana is a deep state <laughs> you plot. You have a first American first amendment right. Marijuana is a deep state plot to weaken and shatter the minds of people in this country and turn them into retards. I think it's I think that that's a big part of it. It when you walk around also in American cities where weed is legal. It's really disgusting and gross. Like everyone's just walking mm-hmm. around getting stoned. Pooping in the streets of San Pooping. Francisco. Pooping. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw um, when I lived in Brooklyn, I looked out my window and I, <laughs> I saw people pooping on my car. Goodness. It on your car? On my car. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm moving to West Virginia. No, it was years before. <laughs> before wow. I, moved to West Virginia. I mean, birds <laughs> do that in West Virginia. I've never known a <laughs> right. human being to come on right? my car. No, I mean, I, what I find interesting about the conversations around marijuana is i remember it all started with medical like if you're going through chemo you should be able to smoke weed because it helps with the nausea or like whatever else and i can understand like empathy for me I, i'm I, one of the things that disturbs me most that it's also regularly linked to um like the first appearance of psychological disorders like schizophrenia or whatever else and so you don't know what your risk factors are until you just start using weed and like there's there's or like any kind of drug and so 
it's hard because I can recognize that for us to study the effects of marijuana in some capacity, at least the way our government works right now, it has to be acknowledged as something that it has to be regulated in some way and a permitted in some capacity for study, because that's the only way we get answers about it. On the other hand, being like it's recreational and it could potentially be totally fine for you, but also potentially really ruin your life. It seems weird that we're sort of like rolling out recreational. I, I think it was can agree with removing it from the schedule one. I think I don't know anyone who says no, it needs to stay a schedule yeah, one. Like I don't know anyone who's who's no. beating that drum. There's a there's a um if I may, there's a huge difference between weed now and post legalization and the weed that used to be available, just, you know, street weed. So if you used to if you perhaps were buying things like dime bags in the nineties, um you would get seeds. There'd be seeds in there. There'd nope. be stems. It would not be like heavy duty, potent weed. And I remember talking to my cousin years and years later, like after, you know, weed's leak and he still smokes a lot of weed and whatever. And it's like, <clears throat> really, it's really strong. It's way stronger than it used to be. My mom told me about that too. She used to smoke weed in the 60s or whatever. And she used to tell me about <laughs> drop, taking mescaline and like going to the park with her friends. Mom, those people took like five hundred doses of LSD in right. like a bowl, though. So like, <laughs> right. let's be let's be but very the, clear about but that. But the weed is way stronger now. Yeah, than well, it used maybe. to be. Five hundred doses of LSD is well, very it's strong. not stronger than five hundred doses of LSD. Right, right. But you wouldn't take five hundred doses of LSD at once. People back then did. No, no, that's they had little, ridiculous. Little bowls. Yeah, you can like what I, I blotter, like little blotter. No, 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 not like I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. This, this is for people in the early would be days like of liquid the, LSD. Yeah, like yeah. what would be uh -huh. the the form? Liquid yeah, like, LSD like a little, is like little really bowl. I'll, I'll show you some video. I'll show you some videos of it in a little bit if you want to. Okay. Have you guys have you guys seen this stuff about Charlotte's about Web? The strain of uh, weed for Charlotte's Web. Mm -hmm. So there, it's named after this little girl named Charlotte. And what they did is they bred this cannabis to be very low in THC and high in something else. I remember what it is. It combats seizures. Oh, and that's right. Yeah, this that's little right. this little girl was having massive seizures, and the parents didn't know what else to do, so they go. To this guy and say hey we want to give this to our little girl and at first he was like no and she and finally the mom was like just come spend a day with us and see this and he saw what the family was going through so he said okay and then it, it you know obviously didn't cure her completely but it was a drastic change in that and so they started breeding this cannabis specifically to be low in thc and high and the other stuff for that and so I, that's why it's like i don't know how anyone could argue for it and no, no one yeah. here is but to stay on schedule one and to yeah, where there's, there's definitely the medicinal benefits the to this in some aspect I, or I, i'll clarify i think it should be legal because uh, uh but heavily regulated yeah and the, the issue with legality is that it, it created hyperpotent psych, psycho strains it used to be like like exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Even the '90s, my friends have told me the same thing. It's gone nuts because now, oh, it's legal. Now they're breeding and making the craziest shit imaginable, and you're getting this super ultra dense drug. Yeah. How you regulate it? It's got to be something about THC levels, things like that, and uh, it's tough. But I think it should be heavily discouraged. Uh, I don't think people should smoke. And I think it's funny that people try to make the argument that it's you're, you're fine. It's 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 it, you know whatever. And like, dude, uh, the people I know who are potheads are obviously potheads, and they are not high functioning people. They didn't have to tell you that they were a pothead. That's right. <laughs> you kind of just figured it out. Yeah, I, I think it can have a really negative effect. And again, if because I generally like you know natural medicine or whatever else, there's a there's an instinct to be like, well, if this could benefit you, how do we cultivate it? So your story about Charlie's Pop, that's yeah. like a perfect example. Example, but people who I know who smoked early and often, their lives and personalities change because of it. I know people say it's not addictive, but anything could be habit forming, and I think that that is something that we really have to guard against, especially in a society of young people who feel consistently report feeling uninspired can feeling hopeless feeling like the, the world's against them the environment's getting too hot they're never gonna be able to get a house like this uh i must just retreat into myself and sort of detach from the world because it's all going down the drain is is real enough we don't need to add anything else to discourage people from being ambitious and from taking care of themselves and going out let's clarify yeah. too i'm talking about recreational use yeah yeah you know people are saying like I have pain and stuff like, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. And I think like it's in some ways, you know, of course, I, there are times I want to compare it to alcohol. Like there are people who can handle alcohol. There are people who cannot. There are ways to drink responsibly. There are ways to be uh, reckless and put other people in danger. And I think that could be true, too, of marijuana. But 
it's just the fact that with marijuana, we live in this weird thing where it's it's recreational in some places, but also we are not totally aware of all of the long-term effects. Okay, now this guy's got potato here. He says, thank God Tim sells coffee, shitting on vaping, now weed. I have absolutely <laughs> zero issue with va issues with vaping. I don't care if you vape. Go vape. In fact, go smoke. Go smoke a cigar. Go smoke marijuana. I think vaping is bad for you. I think smoking cigarettes is bad for you. I think cigars are bad for your gums and your teeth. I think marijuana is bad for you, but I don't know, whatever, go do it. I think marijuana should be regulated because it is a highly potent drug. And there are regulations, even on coffee. We saw Panera get sued into oblivion. Yeah. But um, my point about vaping is not the vape. It's assholes. Like if you got in my car <laughs> and I'm driving and you went, oh, and then spat on the back of my chair, I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, what the fuck indeed. We're driving in a car down the highway. We, we're going to get lunch. The windows are rolled up, and then all of a sudden the whole car fills with vape, and I was like, who the fuck just did that? And they're like, oh, my bad. I'm like, are you joking, dude? Roll down your window. I don't care that you're vaping. Just blow it the fuck out the window. That's what I'm talking about. Well, not only that, and to, to your point, I mean, we were talking a second ago. I mean, it's your insurance here, and it's very well stated in the email that I received before coming here. There's signs out, you know, out there to not vape here on the property, and that's not even your rule. That's the insurance rule, regardless. But even if it was your rule, it wouldn't matter. And so to then blatantly disrespect that, I think is is a whole other. It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Their level, it's not like to your point, it's not just the vaping. It's that we got that's the only rule I was actually given when I was coming on the show was don't smoke or vape. Well, this is like, I think just generally the idea of common courtesy and being like, if someone has a, a rule about their house, right? Like yeah. if I'm like, you have to take your shoes off before you come into my house. I hate that rule, but I, hate I that do rule. abide by but it. But if it's someone else's. You know why? Because, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I personally get frustrated when people just like leave trash in my car, you know, like yeah, if you have to put it down, not a big deal. But if you just continuously always ha leave trash in my car, that feels disrespectful to me, right? Like you are ultimately saying you, I have to clean up after you. Right. I think that there are things that people do that, you know, they're like, oh, it's not that big a deal because they don't think about the consequences or basically what they're communicating to the other person. You want to talk about the shoes off rule? Which I think everyone can be more courte your courteous. You know? they, they can be part of your outfit for sure. But if you felt like I, I always have to clean this floor and whatever sure. else, like I'm not going to freak out at you. You know, maybe yeah. I'll just suggest we hang out outside your home. If you live in a city though and you so walk around with have your my shoes whole inside your house, it's disgusting. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty Or gross. like people have the like no shoes on the bedroll. Like why yeah. it would be annoying if someone was like, Oh, okay, but I'm just going to make an exception for myself to this rule. Like, why? This is what we've had people do. There's big signs on the door, no smoking, no vaping. Yeah. On the inside, the same thing. Yep. And then, literally, they try to hide their vape, go in the bathroom, and I'm just ready to be like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Get the fuck out, you fucking asshole. Like, bro, we will, we will give you an escort. I will carry you. You can vape. I don't care. But the fact that you're trying to hide it after we asked you not to do it, like, I don't care if it's vaping. I don't care if it's your shoes. I don't care if you're taking a dump, whatever. We told you not to do it. Like, it's yeah. just don't. Well, and no one who smokes a cigarette who's been on the show has just like sat in here and sort of like, why is it that with vaping, you feel like it's okay, but you wouldn't like sit in here. Because they can hide it. Yeah, they can hide it, except we see the smoke, right? You used to think that with, um, with cigarettes. Have you seen the price of gold lately? 
It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. I mean, I used to, like when you go on planes in the 80s, people would be smoking. The back was the smoking section. Mm -hmm. And you'd you'd end up like like sitting there. Obviously, like not effective thing. It was terrible. I remember going to restaurants smoking or not. And then you sit right beside of, uh, there's like an imaginary wall apparently it's supposed to And it didn't work. Oh, I fucking hate it, dude. I always was in the smoking section with my parents because they, my, my dad and stepmom, they smoked. And so wherever we were, we were in the smoking section and like, it wasn't until years later that I realized, oh, when you hang out with a lot of smokers, uh, your hair starts to smell really bad. <laughs> you know? So at the Hollywood Casino, it's an all it's basically all smoking except for the poker room. It's crazy. And it's funny how everyone hates it. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Very few people like and want smoking, but a very small amount of people like smoking. So it's funny when you're in the poker room, the moment someone smells smoke, everyone's like, what the fuck? I, what the fuck? Because the poker room is no smoking and the slots next to it are no smoking. And they'll actually call security and be like, get that guy out of here. The rest of the casino, you'll be sitting down playing like a table. You play blackjack or something. Someone will sit down. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. They'll sit down right next to you and they'll light up a cigarette and just hold it right next to you. And they're like, fuck off. We're allowed to do it. And I'm just like, I'll leave. But that's like a dick move. Back when they were banning smoking in public places back in like Chicago, I was pro smoking in businesses. I said, if a business wants smoking, that's their business. Don't tell them they can't have it. That makes no sense. And I'm like, if I go to a restaurant, everybody's smoking inside, I'll leave. Yeah. I got no beef. You guys like it. You want to be here. Who the fuck am I to come here and tell you not to do it? Agreed. If I'm sitting down at a restaurant at the bar eating a cheeseburger and you show up, show up, sit down next to me and then light a cigarette next to me, you're a dick. Agreed. That's it. So, you know, that's my, that's my thing. Now, my thing is, I love vape. Vape is awesome. You guys go vape, get your vapes, get you whatever you want. Have vape parties. That's cool, man. You do you. You, you. you ride your motorcycles while vaping. But when you come to this place and we say, hey, you can't vape inside. And then you go, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to kick you out. Well, it's rude if somebody asks you not to. Right. I like those restaurants, though, like we like or bars or whatever that are smoking. And it's like every you go in and everybody's smoking. There's this bar in New York that's like that. And you go in and everyone's having a cigar and drinking a scotch. And, you know, cigar bars can be really cool. You don't want to hang out there all night necessarily, but I kind of like it. If you know what you're going for, then go for it. Yeah. You know, it's it's um, it's not like eating a cheeseburger, though. It was funny when they started banning smoking in public places. In Arizona, there was a bar that had, had cut out something like a one one square foot hole in their ceiling because that made it legally outside. <laughs> oh, how about that? Uh, yep. Clever, clever. So, it was something like that. That's good. And, and a bunch of places were, were doing things like that. They would create like indoor, outdoor. And they'd be like, okay, what's the legal requirement for outdoor? And it's like, well, I guess a roof has to be this. And they're like, okay. I do love You're the creativeness of, of people when the government does start infringing <laughs> yeah. on people in, in whatever aspect yeah, it is, and people get creative and find loopholes and ways around it, which is which is well. In New fun. Hampshire, you still don't have to wear a motorcycle helmet when you're on your motorcycle. Oh, I fucking hate all these laws. Yeah, seatbelt laws. Yeah. I was driving. I always my wear son And he was like, "Whoa, that person has no helmet on, you and don't they're have to going in Kentucky 80. either. <laughs> you don't have to wear a helmet in Kentucky. So they run on the border, and people stop, get off their motorcycle, put their helmet put their on, helmet and on. then go. You ride know why we got seatbelt laws? What? Yeah, insurance companies lobbied yeah. it because it does reduce physical body damage in car accidents, which means insurance companies were looking at their bottom line, and they were like, if everybody wore a seatbelt we would save 17% on our payouts. Okay, let's make it illegal to not have a seatbelt on so that we can make we can make, make more money. 
No, I thought it was because the insurance companies cared about us deeply. Yeah. They were deeply worried about my personal safety. I thought it was the federal ticket. government that cared about us deeply. That's that's I love the. I they love do. Those, they do. You ever see those yeah. T-shirts that have fake seatbelts on them? Yeah, those are great. That's hilarious. No, yeah, I'm that not. is amusing. I remember during the during the whole uh, COVID stuff, I was you had to wear a mask like on airplanes and such, mm-hmm. and uh, but you didn't have to if you were eating something. So I found that loophole and like the whole way to Florida, you eat the I whole ate, damn time. I ate like a, a pretzel, I just nibbled on it. Well, we had these uh, the we had these helmets that this guy made. I forgot what they were called, but they were like space helmets with air filters in them, and it was like advertised as not having to wear a mask and being on a plane and wearing this plastic dome helmet with a filter. The only problem is they weren't a lot on airplanes. That's crazy. So I actually ordered some because I thought they were funny. And uh, I used them when gardening because it would give me fresh air and the bugs wouldn't get in my face. Oh, clever. That was the best use case for it, honestly. I'd love to see what your neighbors thought of you out there. We don't have neighbors. <laughs> in the garden. We live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's true. So I'm out in the garden and I'm like grabbing tomatoes and shit. Or I was like cleaning something or watering something. And the flies are everywhere. And they're just, you go out there without it and they're in your eyes. You're like, God, every time. They are like Chickens that. too. With these space helmets. But anyway, we were going to travel and I was like, oh, let's use the space helmets. And then I checked the websites and they're like, these are banned. These, these are, they're not masks. There's a, they're like, there's a federal mandate as to what a mask is. That's not a mask. So you can't, you can't actually couldn't even use them. Well, they were requiring masks in <clears throat> schools at the time. And I found these masks that were basically mesh. They yeah. looked like masks. But if you got up close, they were just basically not at all. I remember it was just those. very porous. And my son was having so much trouble going to school with the mask. And they were like, they were everywhere. You know, it was all over. It couldn't stay on. He couldn't see. It ended up in his eyes. And I got him these mesh ones. And no one ever figured it out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But no, gators were not allowed. Gators? Nope. Net gators yeah, were not allowed. Yeah, that wasn't allowed. Even I, though that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the rules for restaurants were the weirdest thing during COVID. Because <laughs> yeah. like, especially oh, yeah. in New York, right? They'd be like, oh, well, outdoor. But now it's cold, so we'll build some walls. Now we'll put a heater in. It's like, what? you're just making rooms outdoors. No, that you had to wear a mask when you to all the way in. to sit down. And yeah. after you sat down, it was safe to take and it there off. And there's a sushi restaurant in Frederick, Maryland, where I was standing literally five feet from the table. where, where, where And they were put the mask on. So I'm at the door. Five feet is from me is the table. And I'm like, I would like to sit down. You got to put a mask on. And I was like, no one else here is wearing a mask. And they're like, yeah, they're eating. And I'm like, that person's not eating. They're sit- well, they're sitting down to eat so they can take the mask off. And I was like, I'll, 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 I'll go low right now. And they, they said no. And I was, In the time that it took them to have this conversation with you, you could have just sat down yeah. and been without the mask. Like they, they wanted me to take a mask, put it on, and literally, and once I can take it off and throw it in the garbage. I'm it's like, all what about the fuck is wrong with you, retards? It's so weird. It's yeah, because they're they care. Of shit. It's because they care. It's true. Well, that's the scary part about the whole the whole shutdown stuff is at first it was like, you know, uh, you, you got to do these mandates and you got to take all these, these you know, shots or whatever to save yourself. And then, <sighs> then it became, well, now you got to do it to save your grandmother yeah. and your neighbor. And if you don't do that, you're a terrible person. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo killed all the grandmas. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He did. And so did Rachel Levine in Pennsylvania, yep. Yep. who is now. That was different, though. Yeah, it was different because <laughs> for Rachel Levine, it was uh, it was his mom. Yeah. Who was in the... Which he was fine with. And he took his mom out and then imposed the thing that said, you know, you have to take everybody back after they've been in the hospital so they all die. And uh, for that and for um, being trans. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Rachel Levine has a 
by administration appointment in HHS. Of course. Yeah. What What about uh, murder hornets? Did everybody just forget about the murder hornets? Murder hornets. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Fun <laughs> throwback. Yeah. No, we're yeah. gonna have real, a, real quick. I think the sushi place went out of business. Well, well, good. Be, oh, good. <laughs> They were Murder refusing hornets. to have customers because they wouldn't wear masks. You would know this. Uh, is West Virginia going to get hit with the cicada blitz? We are. I'm really excited. Can't wait. It's like a 200-year <laughs> cicada event. 17. There was... Oh, and talking about, you talking about the two things at the, the same time? The 13. The I think it's like, yeah, they come wow. out at the same time. The last time they did it, it was... Uh, I'll never... I mean, I remember we were out They're with like, tennis rackets. They're going to be like falling out of trees. Yeah. yeah. You were out with tennis rackets. Yeah, we, 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 we was doing. <laughs> and I remember my mother's sock was just covered in them. We should go to callers. Gross. We should yeah. indeed. It was gross. Uh, so before uh, before I say anything, before I go to the callers, uh, do you remember the guy that we that called in yesterday, or was the day before? I think it was yesterday. He was talking about uh, that story that he, that he uncovered. Uh, I can't remember his name. It was like Jimmy something. Uh, he was banned off X apparently. Hmm. Um, if anyone could get me his name, I forget what his name was. It was Jimmy Trimmer? Jimmy Trimmer, the guy you told to get in touch with because he was breaking that story. Um, but yeah, I guess he got uh, banned on X for posting the stuff he was posting. Yeah. Anyways, chat used to one go cockroach it. stomping in my mom's apartment on the on um on the so upper west side. So much nature in New York. Yeah, it was very naturey. We'd go down to the laundry room, be a bunch of cockroaches. Sounds like good times. We'd stomp them. Joseph stomp Trimmer, them. that was the name. Anyways, We'd stomp uh, them. three if by treachery, you are live. Hey, can you guys hear me? Glad hey. to All right. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, really enjoy listening to you guys pretty much every night. So. Um, you mentioned at the start of the show, I think Tim was mentioning it, that the elites or the powers that be or the, the they's that we like to refer to them, um, they're really losing narrative control on like a variety of big uh, issues. Um, you can think of Epstein or vaccines or election integrity or globalism. And it's if you look at this loss of narrative control, it's happening faster than ever. And my question is, when did this start? Like, when did the seeds of this narrative control, when were they planted? When did it really start in earnest? Um, Did it happen before Trump? Something like the Tea Party Revolution? Did it happen during Trump's candidacy and then his presidency? Or did it happen really after the stolen election? Right. Because I think, uh, you know, it, it people are really getting off their off their behinds right now. So. Right, so you're saying when 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 did the narrative control start? Is that the question? When did the narrative con- when when did the the loss of the narrative control happen? Right. Oh, so right. when at, at what point did we start saying and and in mass people start saying, "Hey, no, we're not we're not buying this anymore. Trump. We're not buying what you guys have to sell." I feel like Trump, Trump was the big awakening call. I mean. That's definitely been what I can see in my lifetime, right? And I think Trump is the leader of a lot of ideas that were bubbling for a long time. So I think probably someone else who was older than me might have a different point. It's it's the but internet. I think for the mass, and it's Trump. It starts with people like Alex Jones and a lot of these alternative media channels that found a way to get a message out through the internet. And that was th- those were the seeds. The seeds of Alex Jones eventually turn into the presidency of Donald Trump. Interesting. Yeah. Got it. Do you think it's, uh, and, and I, I had a second part to the question, which was, is it, you know, and, and you mentioned it there, it's not necessarily with Trump, it's, it's, it was before that. Um, do you think it's sustainable, right? Because I worry about the future of the country. And obviously, if Trump was the cause, then when the candidate goes away, does this, you know, does Trump's kind of this cause. peeling back of the of Trump the is the result. Trump is the yeah. result. Right, so right. you so, you, I mean, you can't it, you can't erase the memories of an entire generation. Yeah, that's why that's why when you know when you look at Gen Z and all their weird woke bullshit, yeah, there's no curing these people. This is what they are. They're programmed. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. That's why civil war because Gen Z has a weird crackpot one third of their generation, which is a bunch of retards, and. Uh, most of them are normal and then a lot of them are based, but they're not going to stop these having these views. And so there is going to be a bifurcation in American culture to an extreme degree that results in far left violence. But, uh, but yeah, I never really thought about that question before, though, until until just now. And you've, I, I think uh, all excellent points. And I would maybe even argue it started with social media. 
in terms of people having a voice and, and doing that. And that's why they started censoring people. You guys got to remember in the early days of social media, there was no censorship. Yeah. If you had a, if you had 3000 followers, 3000 people saw your stuff or, or however many they shared and everything. And so that they started the censorship because I feel like we were getting our, our alternative views out there, if you will. I think it was mostly just uh, fear of advertisers. There yeah, was, there were things too. that were deemed socially acceptable and things that weren't. And they were looking at what generated the most uh, algorithmic boost, which included white nationalism and intersectional feminism. But white nationalism generates fear from advertisers, so they all opted to go woke. At the same time, in websites across the all, all countries saw a massive ex uh, explosion in woke concepts, racism, privilege yep. in all countries. And it was because it was socially acceptable, advertisers would pay for it, and it generated rage. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thank you, guys. Of course. All right. Uh, Bush Doctor. Bushman, how are you doing? Hello? Nope, he's still yeah. muted. Oh, did I unmute? Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Sorry about that. I thought I clicked it. <laughs> hey, what happened? Hey, thanks for taking my question. Uh, this is actually a mashup question from myself and Bree Hawk for the entire panel. She had to go to bed, so we combined <laughs> our questions. Right on. Not true. Um, so you touched on the subject a little bit earlier in the show. Tim has discussed dent internet theory before. We got uh, proof of big tech collusion during the 2020 campaign from the Twitter files. Long history of intelligence agencies destabilizing foreign governments using social media sock puppets. Uh, it seems to be ramping up to a level that we couldn't have even imagined with the swarm of AI-driven propaganda bots that we're already seeing in 2024. So here's a question. It seems that the average American is tragically unaware of social media engineering, uh, both in elections and overall public opinion. What can we possibly do to drag these bad actors who are so much more well-funded and better organized into the light for John Q. Public to see what's really going on? I mean, how do we psyop the psyop? We're, we're doing it, though. Like, the narrative control is breaking. It's not working anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say other than keep, keep on keeping on. So posting on social media, sharing stories, the human culture is, is, has broken their narrative machine and they're in free fall. I mean, do you think we're going to be able to keep up with the fact that they're now using AI yep. to drive their narratives? The AI thing is not an issue of any one person. The AI is an apocalyptic scenario for everybody. But the fact that Elon Musk bought Twitter and turned it into X, I'm not concerned about narrative control. AI is not about narrative control. AI is that no one will be able to do anything. Everyone will be paralyzed. Maybe that's a good thing, to be honest. If it, if everything is fake, then there's no narrative control and there's no machine. And it's just the internet is dead and you'll have to go outside and, and talk with your neighbors. The horror of right, talking yeah. with your neighbors. Yeah. Well, the problem with the internet is- I totally is, agree. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm with, uh, you know, I'm with you on the fact that civil war is like sadly inevitable. Uh, I agree that we can't reach most of these people who are already programmed. But, uh, you know, I want to pull as many over to our side as possible. And uh, I think last time I was on the show, I asked Libby, like, what we can do to reach out to women more um, to bring them over and, and, Sort of those people who can be deprogrammed. So I don't well, know, Libby, if you want to follow <laughs> up with that and how, like, from the women's perspective of how uh, bring we're women like over. I mean, this is going to sound um, sexist, but um, basically marry them <laughs> and have families with them, and then they will be conservative, or they'll be a lot a lot closer to conservative um, than they would be as single, weed smoking, vaping, masturbating late sleeping uh whatever chelsea handler inspired chelsea women. handler yeah. inspired women exactly exactly but that's the that's the way to do it you know how you become conservatives you you grow the fuck up so all these women need to grow up just like so many of these men do and put down the 
put down the bong, put down the knives, put down the bong. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, I think it would be, it's, it's going to be funny when there's like this wave of women who discover like trad wife living. And then we've already seen some of them where they're like, I was told to be a feminist and it sucked. What the fuck? I want to be a wife and like have kids and have my husband work. And wow, that sounds so amazing. It's going to be funny when that's just the dominant Instagram trend. I think there is a huge movement, especially on social media. There are a lot of, um, you know, homemaker kind of content creators who talk about the fact that the labor they do at home is valuable, not only emotionally, psychologically, but also, you know, if you have to pay to put your kid in daycare, that's an expense, right? If I I mean, I had a coworker at at a previous job who this was the conversation, right? Like, well, basically my job covers all of daycare for our one kid, plus a little bit extra. So if we have a second kid, it's not going to cover that. It's actually going to be more expensive. It, at some point, all of the things that women do in the domestic space, like homemaking, balancing budgets, grocery shopping, whatever, that's actually valuable and should be treated that way. And there was a time, I mean, remember that we had the Bureau of Home Economics when that was the case. And I think women are waking back up to the fact that they have inver- inherent value and they don't have to seek it through corporate affirmations and a paycheck if they're able to swing that. Not all families can have a, win- a wife. Well, and that the lifestyle is worthwhile. It's a worthwhile mm-hmm. lifestyle. I had such a, I had a different upbringing. Um, I had a stepmom who was basically wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. She wanted to have kids. She was unable to have children. Uh, and so there was me and there was my brother who was adopted. And then I had my mom who was like very successful, you know, corporate attorney, high powered, lived in New York, you know. And I grew up living with my dad and my stepmom until I moved in with my mom later and her like whole separate family, new family and stuff. Cause, cause that's the 20th century. That's what we got. Um, but they had very, they both, thought that they were, they both felt that they were feminist to a large degree. And my stepmom was constantly infuriated at how the homemaker's work was undervalued Mm -hmm. and was looked down upon. And my mom was always kind of like, I, I don't know how to cook and I would never stay home. And, you know, I eat out at late kitchens and whatever else. And it was a, it was very interesting to see um, as a young woman, as growing up as a kid, knowing how much I valued my stepmom being home with me um, and taking care of me and always making a birthday cake on my birthday, which Mm -hmm. um, was in the early, it was like early in the school year before you really got to make friends and stuff because I was always switching schools, whatever. But it was so important to me that she was there. Yeah, She was there to like tell me to do my homework and like, you know, make sure that I was taken care of and make sure that there was dinner. And, and my, treat you like a priority, right? Treat me like a priority. And I'd go to my mom's and, you know, it was like, go to summer camp, I'm going to work, this and that. You're an inconvenience very, the way. It was very different. And I know my mom loves me, but. We should get to the next caller. Yeah. Sorry. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, hey, uh, thanks again. Yeah, I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to my wife, who is that awesome Tradcon lady. Uh, I don't even know where the silverware is in my house, so. Thank you <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right on. <clears throat> Hell yeah, brother. Uh, catch you later. That's a very manly thing to say. Yeah. I don't know where the silverware is. <laughs> uh, I remember a my... real Bushman. That's cool. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's all I was saying. Uh, okay, let's start. The to manliest see. thing you can say is, I have no idea where my washing machine is. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that one. I couldn't make a sandwich if my life depended on it. I mean, <laughs> <In all> honesty, <laughs> that's kind of pathetic, though. <laughs> yes, no, I'm we really have oh, created man. a toxic culture, though, to where women don't—they feel like they have to be independent, and to the point of like, they—I don't need a man, you know. And well, oh, there's yeah. being independent, and then there's I don't need a man. Correct. They're not the same thing. And, and I'll just say, as as a for me, I don't think there's anything more valuable than a woman who is motherly and wants to, to do that. And people forget, they, they see this thing, oh, I don't need a man, I don't want to submit to a man or whatever, but they forget the other side of that is a good man who has a wife like that, they are putting her on a I, pedestal and treating her the way that she needs to be treated. I gotta give a warning to Vlasic, okay? The pickles? They need to be lobbying <laughs> right now for, for masculinity because if it really does become an I don't need no man world, Vlasic goes out of business overnight. <laughs> Dude. Pickle Why? industry is stuck because women can't, can't open, open them. The jars. Women can't open them. Okay, I do ask my 13-year-old son to open jars. That is true. What? No, women are going to oh, be like, God. I don't need no man. And they're going to sit there trying to open the pickle jar. And then they go, I didn't want pickles anyway. Yeah, then they're going to be anti-pickle. And they'll, and they'll never they'll be pregnant. Restaurants so they'll never have pickles. the pickle yeah. craving. Every, every, everybody, all, every feminist knows that pickle jars were made by men 
to uphold the patriarchy. It's true. <laughs> let's uh, let's grab, let's grab this next color. Oppressive jars, indeed. Uh, Liam the Censor. Hello, my brother's name is Liam. How are you? I'm well. Good to be back on the show. You know, I kind of yep. wish Phil's here so I could throw the Christian nationalist thing in, but, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll get there <laughs> when we get there. Um, so I have a question for Derek Evans. Um, so I read on your website... Um, among the issues that you advocate for, you want to strengthen our NATO alliances um, and also combat Chinese aggression and infiltration. Um, so my question is, why should we continue to support NATO, something that, in my opinion, for what little that's worth, uh, is obsolete at this point, when we could instead yeah. withdraw funding from Ukraine and seek to mend relations with Russia, who honestly would probably serve as a better check against China? Well, first of all, I'm glad you brought that up. And honestly, I haven't looked at that in a really long time. And I think we need to update that because I agree with you. I think we do need to. And as far as China, uh, man, <clears throat> we've got to we, – we have China right now buying land in our country. I don't think they should be allowed to buy land. I think we need to get ahead of them yeah. attempting to own uh, natural resources. So they oh, should I be owning too. coal or oil or natural 100%. gas. And it's not just China, for that matter. No foreign country should be allowed to own any sort of land or any natural resource in America. It's a matter of national security, and I think that we need to do this at the federal level and uh, take this land back from, from China or any other country, for that matter, uh, who's purchasing land in our country. Yeah, I think you're right. In the 80s, it was a big deal that the Japanese were buying stuff in New York, and everyone's like, no, you can't do that. And now we're just letting China buy up yep. like swaths and swaths well, of land. you don't want to be racist. Of course, they want to buy it for yeah. totally benign reasons, and totally you're just benign. crushing their ability to have the American dream. Yeah, you realize kind of that, anti right? You realize the Roosevelt Hotel that where where New York is housing so many migrants. Actually, uh, the city of New York is leasing that from the Pakistani wow. Pakistani government, or maybe Pakistani Airlines, which is wow. probably backed by the government. But anyway, we're leasing the Roosevelt Hotel to house migrants in from Pakistan. Well, and people are not really discussing the, the farm issue either. So, I mean, unfortunately, we, I don't really agree with the GMOs and all this stuff, but I mean, the, the seeds are technology at this point, and China is buying up farmland and buying up food mm -hmm. infrastructure and I technology. Like I don't either, but the fact that China is doing it should be another concern for us Why are as we Americans. letting? I, I, I would love to know why we're happen. allowing this to happen. Once again, why are we sending money to Ukraine, is the gentleman yeah. who just why, called and said. Why'd we collapse our own border? I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we shouldn't be sending any. I'm America a first, 100%. And so I think that... I, it, Americans are charitable people. We're a Christian nation, charitable people. Uh, the greatest grift and scam of all time is Zelensky, as far as I'm concerned. But if they so wanted corrupt. to start a GoFundMe account, a lot of these bleeding heart leftists could donate their own personal money right. to this if they wanted to like do Sam so. And, and I, Yeah, and I would support their freedom to do that. <laughs> but don't steal my money and then send it to another country yeah. when we have our own people who are hurting. Right now. We have roads and bridges and infrastructure that's falling apart, our own borders being invaded. And we're over here. We have homeless veterans sleeping on the streets. We have people who are struggling in this country, and we're sending money to other countries. Yep. It's absolutely despicable. Yep, it is. 100%. I don't know why we have even let people buy so much property in New York, for instance, Libby. Like, they own all these buildings and then lease them back out to New Yorkers. And a lot of times, it's just empty buildings owned by one Saudi prince, and there's, like, one person who's in the bottom who's a tenant, and it's really just there to, like, make sure that it, it like, legally within the, the rules of being a residential building. It's I insane. Agree. It's made New York completely unaffordable. You can't live in the cities anymore at all anyways just anyways and uh it's it's a travesty like this doesn't happen in other countries like not to the, not to the same degree it's only happening in america really I mean, in london as well it happens in london too people go to london and buy these places and don't live in them it's just i don't understand it it's like it's like uh it's like the new way of invading it's a new way of colonizing yeah. if you will well it is you i know? mean what if what if they i mean as of right now they technically could what if they bought the entire state of west virginia china did what, 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 would you sell it to him? No, I mean, I wouldn't sell well, him anything. I'm just saying. I hope not, man. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, for instance, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or an entire county or an entire, I mean, what, yeah, what yeah. would happen? I mean, we're letting these people sit here and own land in our in our country. And this is, I mean, it's honestly mind-blowing that we're even having this conversation right now. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, totally. it's really crazy we're having a conversation. Yeah. Where, I mean, instead, like, to your point, instead of them invading us, they're just purchasing it. Yeah, that's what they're doing in Africa, too. They're buying all these different places, especially in, in South Africa. They, they're they buying, uh, they're building basically like a classic Chinese walk-up, yeah. and it doesn't fit into the, the architecture. It doesn't sit in the same place. It's a completely different thing. It's just everyone in Africa, the continent of Africa, can agree like, hey, the, the Chinese are here suddenly. 
and they're all they're just building. I mean, it's more cost stuff. effective. Wars are expensive. Yeah, they yeah, can just go right. over and buy the land. Right, and it's that's just what that, they're doing the right Belt and Road Initiative. You know, yeah. just make a make a friendships as opposed to well, and, and that comes back to the other thing is we got to start bringing back our own manufacturing here right. in this country. Here, here. We're so here, dependent. Here. I mean, if if for some reason we were to get into a war with China. Do you think they that they would stuff. see how they, they're going to make stuff and send it to us? Of course not. And then, so this is a bigger issue. And that's one of the good things that came out of COVID was, was kind of showing the supply chain issues that we're dealing with right now and how we're dependent on our enemies for so many different basic ways of life in our country. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add to that? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Liam. Uh, no, I appreciate you all uh, taking my call. Um, real quick, I just want to shout out College Republicans at Marshall. I am the chair. Of Marshall so at West Virginia? Heard. Marshall University. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So if you guys ever want to come down, host any events, Feel free to reach out to me. I try to be as much of an open door as I can. Liam, man, so um, I don't know if you follow me on social media or send me a, a DM or something or uh, fill out the thing on our website and we'll reach out to you, man. I'm right there in your backyard, just 30 minutes or so from, from Marshall and would love to come down and chat sometime. And you're an alum, right? Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, go herd, man. We are Marshall. Thank you so much. Right on. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Uh, let us talk to Rocket Gamer. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I'm a first-time caller, and I've been consistently listening to you guys since the Who is They, though, incident. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I was watching that last night. Yeah. Great, great you moment. were watching great it moment. last night? Yeah, I had to watch last night. I don't know why I was watching it again, but great moment. Anyways. Yes. Uh, so my question is, you know, according to the recent polls we've been all talking about, uh, Gen Z males are becoming uh, conservative at a rapid rate comparatively with previous history but the question i have is do you think that uh the male preference for playing video games especially during their developmental period around 2010 uh playing games like multiplayer shooters mobas mmos and other multiplayer games uh isolated males in their own communities and environments that was not politically correct and somewhat meritocratic because, you know, I have to be good at playing video games. Hmm. And that's what's contributing mm. to the political shifts we're seeing uh, as, you know, modern woke leftist culture is completely against, you know, the, the, the older games we've been playing oh. uh, that we I, I grew think, up with. I think it's just male versus female. Uh, dudes found dude spaces. You don't have to be the best gamer to be on Call of Duty saying you're going to fuck some guy's mom. Because just people were just, that's what they were doing. And it was because it was a male dominated space. These gaming companies got mad because they're like, women don't want to be in a space where guys are yelling at them all the time. And women would post videos where they're like, if if you're playing a, sh a shooter and they find out you're a woman, it's just gets all weird. And they start saying nasty shit or then one guy white knights and then it's just you're not playing the game anymore. I think the reality is a lot of politics is like Democrats are women and Republicans are men. You look at the voting patterns and that's just typically the way it is. It's It's like not absolute obviously there are some women who are republican and some uh, men who are democrats but voting patterns are basically women vote democrat men vote republican a lot of the women who are republicans that i've talked to um who are young younger women who are republicans their dads were republicans and they were yeah, raised yeah. conservative in a conservative household so if you have a weak spineless jellyfish of a father you're gonna get <laughs> a slutty drug addicted daughter and if you have a strong sure. you know moral hardworking man who rolls up his sleeves, you're going to have a wholesome, successful family. Yeah, In general. Argue. Pretty hard to argue. No, but there are a lot of women who escaped bad families and, and find the light figuratively and literally. Right. And there are people who are raised in deeply conservative who homes. become who, drug addicts. You, whatever, yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's a tendency. That, you know, daddy issues is the trope. Women with daddy issues end up becoming all weird and, you know. Yeah. I think I think there's mommy issues too for guys. I think, we talked about this before. We, we often talk about how if you don't have a dad, you'll be a criminal, you'll be a drug addict. I think there's issues of not having a mom that we don't track properly because it's it's we don't care to see the results. Like nobody cares if a dude is like emotionally cold, distant, 
but he's a great runner and he makes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. He doesn't he doesn't do drugs. He doesn't break the law. And we're like, what a good guy. And then right. you try and talk to him and he's a block of ice. Like nobody <laughs> tracks that and says that's bad. But it is bad for society yeah. if people are not getting yeah. the motherly qualities from the other side yeah. of it. Well, and I think for men, I talked to Seamus about this one time on his uh, podcast. I think for men, they there is um, a natural biological instinct to sort of guard against emotions, to have, you know, to show signs of aggression, but not necessarily anything else. Um, and mo the mother figures help regulate emotions. That's what they're there for. It's good to have that. And eventually, like when you're dating someone, if you're dating a guy and he is okay with showing you his emotions, that's a good thing. That's a healthy bond. And I think we have a society that has sort of confused what men are supposed to be doing at times where, like Tim is saying, like we don't acknowledge that like there are appropriate times and places for men to feel very deeply and, and you know, have whatever. And so you have the opposite, which is like this this desire for masculinity, but a not an you, you have corrupt people saying like, well, this is the only way to be masculine. You're supposed to act like this. You're supposed to be treat, treat people like this. And that's how you show dominance. And that's the only only version of masculinity. And so to a certain extent, the internet tries to fill the voids that really strong parents, you need strong parents to yeah. fill. Yeah. I almost wonder if, um, you know, in my generation, they pushed everybody into college, right? And so everybody went into college Same. and we, we know we got the, the indoctrination and stuff going on, but I think it's deeper Same. than that. The current generations, there's a big gap right now in the skills, like in the trades jobs. Oh, yeah. And when people who are working in the trades by nature are probably going to be more conservative, they're going to be a little bit more masculine. They're getting calluses on their hands, if you will. They're actually working and doing stuff. And so I think that leads to being uh, more conservative, more masculine. And I don't know if that's the answer, but uh, I would love to see a little bit of uh, more research on that. Because like I said, in my generation, everybody had to, you were told you had to go to college, you can even flip burgers if you want to go to McDonald's. And now we created this huge gap in the trades. And now you got a lot of younger people in the you know, 18, 19 to 24 year range. A lot bigger percentage of them are just stepping into jobs in the trades, which are actual blue collar, hardworking jobs. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, thank you for your input. I mean, personally, what I've seen when I was growing up, because I'm obviously Gen Z, uh, a lot of people who played video games did not participate in social media early on. So I think that may have helped a little bit, but thank you guys for taking my call. Um, uh, glad to glad to call in and have a nice night, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. Cheers, brother. Appreciate you. Woo. That was fun. Yeah. Derek, thanks for hanging out. It's been a blast. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Right on. And for everybody who is a member, thank you all for uh, making it possible. Pick up your cast brew coffee. We've got a, uh, a new promo code for, uh, I, I should just say the promo code. Yeah. Did I just say it? It's a promo code, yeah. Exclusive. Breaking news. Turning it first on the after show. <laughs> it's not for us. It was for somebody else. I can't say it. I can't. I can't. I can't. We, we, the promo code is for tracking purposes, so I can't oh, actually I shout it out. Yeah. yeah. Tim's a promo code tease. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like, oh, I'll just shout it out because people can start doing it, but I can't because the purpose of the promo codes, like we basically it works. Is, yeah. We want, yeah. We, so we've, we've got some some sponsor stuff. Like Casper's going to be sponsoring some people. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I, I, they have to shout it out. So I, I, okay, you know, I apologize. Bye, Casper. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all next time. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.